And welcome, Rugby Rant fans. It's the big guy, Scott Ferrara. Mm. And do you know what today is? It's Rugby Rant Day. Coming at you with episode 41 of the Rugby Rant. It is Sunday. It is Rugby Rant Day. The big guy's excited. Uh, he finally got to see some rugby, some MLR rugby. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent before I introduce anybody because I'm so excited. I got to check out uh, Rooney doing uh, an intra-squad scrimmage in uh, Jersey City. And they it was awesome. It was, it was, yeah, they let me in. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they knew it. You know, I was kind of creeping like in the background and, you know, Rick Salizo was like, look, give I mean, me the stink guy. No, I was fine. They invited me over. They wanted to, you know, um, don't show take me the it wrong way. And, I, I, I got to imagine you have trouble sneaking anywhere. What are you trying to say, Rob? <laughs> what are you I'm to say? saying you're loud. I'm saying you're loud. You have trouble keeping your voice. Oh, down. Okay, so yeah. That, yeah. That's uh, why. Stop that's why me, Rob. That's that's. <laughs> That's Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt, and today we actually uh, have have two great guests on. Um, we have uh, Mike Perizzini, who is the uh, Grand Poobah of the Empire State Rooster Boosters. Mike, welcome to the <laughs> he back gets a the new show. title every time. I'm loving it's them. Fun. Each time they get better and better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I just keep giving them. I just keep giving them the the the, the title there. And we actually is, have is Rick. There, Meyer, hold on, is who, there a new pay? Is uh, there a new pay that comes with that, Mikey? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Sorry. Sorry, Rick. If the big guy doesn't right. get paid, that Mikey doesn't get paid. Okay? okay. So stop asking about the structure, the pay structure for Rooster Boosters. So back to Rick, who is rudely interrupted by the hammer as per usual. Rick uh, is a new fan to rugby. He's only been watching rugby about three years. Obviously, as you could tell, he's a Seattle Seawolves fan. Rick, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Enjoy the podcast. Great. Thanks, you know, it's, it's funny. Rick, Rick does enjoy the podcast i i do know that yeah um he, he likes everything he, he's he's big in the group so if you're in the mlr fan zone and you see rick commenting and liking things give rick a shout out he loves to talk rugby he loves to learn about rugby um he's he's one of the great fans we have that follow our show and, and that, that's in the mlr fan zone group um so the, before we we go and that's and, and a great thing about works. rick is rick is always looking to ask questions and get answers about rugby yeah. so new fans out there don't be afraid to do what rick does ask questions to people who've been around the game a little bit and you'll learn you'll learn as you go along and uh before we get to the rules of the rugby rant uh for those of you that don't know what it's all about uh first i just want to say you know it's funny we're all wearing this nice um swag here and uh, i really want to comment on rob's top there it's it's awesome it's it's a mlr uh, branded yeah. um top. um you got mikey p with the awesome Rooney Paladin sweatshirt. I got to be honest that, that, that those sweatshirts they rolled out uh, in 2020 and 2019 are ridiculously comfortable. And I know Matt Workin, who's a current uh, New England free Jack likes to wear them shirtless. And then you got Rick rocking the hat and the sea wolf shirt. So for those of you that don't know, this show is sponsored by the rugby shop.com. Um, this is the reason we're wearing all this swag. Go to the rugby shop.com for all of your rugby needs. I mean, they have custom kits they have custom cleats. They can kit out your whole team. And guess what? Things are starting to open back up. Governor Cuomo in New York is starting to open things up as of this point. Um, I think Texas just was like, screw it. Everything's yeah, open. Let's right. play some rugby. So, yeah. yeah, if you need your team kitted out, especially for this upcoming spring season, which is now open, especially in Texas, go to the rugbyshop.com, speak to the guys and girls there, and they will get your team kitted. Go to the rugbyshop.com. Um, so for those of you who haven't seen the rant before, um, we're going to take two minutes to rant about a couple topics. I'm going to decide the winner. And Rob, what happens when they go over their two minutes? They get the cheese. The cheese. They get the yellow card warning. Uh, if they have another infraction, they get a red card and get taken off the screen. By yours truly, some call me uh, Nigel Owens Jr. 
um, because I'm felt <laughs> like him. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to have a fun rant today. I'm, I'm really excited. We have some great yeah. topics. So the first topic, as many of you saw through Rugby Pass, um, they interviewed Gary Golden and, and the, the Eagles head coach talked about how he is trying to work a um, set of test matches for the USA Eagles. The USA Eagles haven't played since the Rugby World Cup in 2019. Um, and, uh, part of that was trying to go to South Africa to play the spring box, which is obviously, you know, a big deal and, or going to England to play the roses, depending on the COVID situation. Um, also actually rolling into that news about national teams, the rugby, the 2021 rugby world cup was postponed till next year. And what does that do for our Eagles that were in? We know there was, I think what Rob 55, uh, ladies that were selected for Eagles training camp. Uh, you know, to, to start the lead up to that. So uh, we're going to actually be ranting about those two things in this one topic today. And um, I'm really excited. And Mike Parazzini, your two minutes starts now, buddy. All right. So first we'll start with uh, the men. Uh, it's amazing that they're setting this up. I love the fact that we're going to go play possibly South Africa and possibly England as well. This is going to be a great opportunity for us to develop new talent, which is going to be great. Um, the, the one problem that we've had is we're just kind of, we need to develop new talent and get better at that. Um, and we'll be able to see some of these new guys have been playing in the MLR this season. So hopefully there's a few breakout stars and hopefully we'll be able to see them coming this uh, summer. The big thing I think that's going to have to be uh, for the key to this success is going to be TV availability. You know, we got to make sure that this is uh broadcast on a major network so that everyone could see USA rugby. Everyone could see South Africa. Everyone could see England. Let's really, you know, pump this up and make this so that everyone could watch uh, rugby on a national level. Uh, as for the rugby world cup, that's this year. Uh, it's incredibly unfortunate, um, but um, you know, it is the circumstance that we're in and the reality that we're in right now. COVID is kind of taking everything over. Uh, you're seeing issues right now with France and how they have players that are going outside the bubble or their head coach that's going outside the bubble and bringing COVID back in. And so uh, it's just an entire mess, but I think it's better off for the sport. You know, they'll move it to next year in 2022 and hopefully we'll be able to see the women, you know, take on some amazing, you know, rugby players around the world and hopefully bring the title for us. Yeah. You know, those are great points, Mike. And, and, I think everybody's just excited that there's some forethought going into this test match season. Um, so, so I have, I have a question for you, Mike. Um, who yes. would you rather play South Africa or England? I would rather play England right now. I think even though South Africa hasn't played since 2019, uh, they still are the, the rugby world champ, world cup champs. They still have those amazing players. Um, and so I, you know, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. I'd rather play England. Um, you know, I think that's that's where it comes to, what it comes down to. England looks maybe the possibly of the weaker side. I, I don't know, um, but well, yeah, I think that England. Yeah, well, we're not going to get into Eddie Jones selections and what all of our English. I, I wasn't going to go and, and say, you know, what are you thinking, Eddie? <laughs> you know, are you okay, Eddie? But uh, you know, it, it it would be England possibly. I, I hear that. I hear that, and I think. You know, Looks like Scott. Guys, lost his, you lost your sound for a moment, I, big guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the uh, the big guy thinks you know it's going to be tough uh, for that match to go forward in in 
South Africa, but loves the fact that there's going to be a backup in England. Um, great points, Mikey, as always. That's why we have you love having you on the show. And now to the new guy, Rick Meyer. Your two-minute starts now. All right. Well, I, I think it's a, a great idea for, for USA to get together with the Springboks to play. Um, I did some research and I saw that, you know, they've only played four times and each time pretty much South, South Africa has just kicked the crap out of them. Um, so, but what I tell my son all the time is it's, you never lose. You either win or you learn. So in order for team, I think team USA to get better, they have to play the big dogs. And I, you know, spring box, uh, all blacks. Those are like the big dogs on the block right now. You know, you ask anybody who doesn't watch rugby, you know, those are the two names that I believe that people know any other team they don't know, but, um, you know, team USA filed for, you know, chapter 11 bankruptcy back in September. So I think they're just trying to take whatever matches they can for publicity, for, you know, sponsorships, for anything they can just to grow the game, you know, and, you know, playing the spring box, playing the all blacks, just playing anybody that has a big name attached to them, I think is good for USA rugby. Um, you know, Gary Gold, head coach of Team USA, I just found out that he was a former Springbok himself. Oh, yeah. So for him to play, you know, the Springboks, the coach is going to gain experience. The team is going to gain experience. I think everybody will gain experience from it. So to me, I think it's just a positive thing for rugby in general. Yeah, no, you're you're right. And I think, I think you made a great point about um, coming out and playing a team that has a huge watchability factor like the Springboks do. So I wonder, um, uh, Rick, uh, my question to you would be, um, as somebody who's new to rugby, um, what do you think, you know, obviously we play the Springboks and they haven't played in a while. We haven't played in a while, you know, so there's potential there for a spoiler alert. But what what do you see? Do you, as a new fan, you know, is it hard to grasp the fact that, you know, South Africa might be this much above the USA Eagles in, in performance? Hard to grasp? No. Yeah, I guess. Um, but like, like I said before, USA, you know, they're just, you know, I think they're still up and coming and, you know, they haven't been playing as long as, you know, the other guys, spring box or, or all blacks, but, you know, I just believe that they should play each other. You know, I, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, no, I mean, we say it on the show all the time, iron sharpens iron. And you know, I just, <laughs> yeah, there it is. I, I, it, yeah, you know, Rob, Rob pays me five bucks to say it every time, but here's the thing, you know, I, I find it. You know, as a as a fan of rugby, understanding the dynamics, it's easy for me to say, okay, you know, if we get drubbed by the Springboks, it's okay. Um, but I just wonder if new fans, if if we're going to put this match on NBC and make it, you know, a Sunday morning or, you know, South Africa might be prime, it might be a prime time Saturday night for us. To be quite honest, I'm not I'm not quite yeah. sure about the time differences. I'm sure I'm sure Benji's screaming at us right now, going, you know, oh, it's you know this 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 much o'clock um but you know so i i wonder if you're putting it on a high profile stage in a match that usa might not be competitive will it throw off some new rugby fans that's my only concern uh so, yeah it, you know, it, it, it might you know not not a you know a six, hopefully we'll see a 64-0 drubbing again like we did the last time they played i don't think that'll happen but you know anybody new to the sport you know they might not care that the score is lopsided they just want to say well what is this sport we're watching right here well i'm like you know this is rugby this is this is how it's played you know so yeah well that's that's the thing is you have to have that partner in crime there to kind of get you into it and, and do some explaining and you know go through yeah. some of the techniques um so i mean it, i think it's one of those things that you can make it a big event to bring your friends who are new to rugby and and you be the guy that, that kind of shows them the ropes um good job rick hammer guess what it's your turn baby all right. Well, thank you very much. I was going to use your tagline, but I mean, part of it comes down to that idea. That's on I'm the plus you. side. 
Yeah, the, you know, you got to play the big dogs to uh, to be a big dog. And so um, on that note, I think there are some other things, though, that I would look forward to as, as a pro. Um, number one, you get the blood potential 2023 uh, players that are going to be in your pool, guys that haven't maybe are on the cusp or haven't had an opportunity to really get themselves ingrained. And I'm talking about a guy like Chance Wagalewski, for example. But um, beyond that, there's some other guys, uh, you know, even Hanko, he's been around the team, but, you know, most certainly he is, he is, uh, I mean, he played England, he played in the 2019 World Cup, and he's going to be a guy you're going to lean, lean on for leadership, and you want to see him get that opportunity. But what better way to do that than against the Springboks? Um, you're going to provide your vets who maybe this might be their last dance, an opportunity to play the Springboks, guys who haven't had a chance yet in their careers like Paul Lusique or Campbell or Savetta, for example, um, get an opportunity to play the Springboks once in their career. That's a really nice tagline. Um, one of the things that concerns me, though, is when it's going to be played. I mean, it's going to be probably somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, early to mid-July for the match, right? Um, that's right in the middle of MLR season. As a matter of fact, if you play the 17th of April, which is a, the prior to the first Lions match, what you're talking about there is you're talking about the sixth, 17th week in the MLR season. That's a problem when you're talking about guys like Cam Dolan, Hanko, your, uh, uh, Savetta, and some of your Eagles that are in the MLR. They're going to be providing a leadership in the last couple of weeks uh, to get the teams to, to into the playoffs and into the semis. Um, so that's one of the things that I see as a downside. Uh, but on the plus side, you might see some of those guys who are young on MLR rosters get a chance to play because some of those seasoned vets are playing with the Eagles. So I think there's some real strong pros and cons there. One of my biggest concerns is no profitability. Flow. They control the, the 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 rights here in the United States, and I just don't see it as being very accessible for a guy like you know new fans like Rick. Those are awesome. I love that two minutes. I think the difference is because it's going to be that big. Um, I have a feeling it'll be a network. It'll be a network television picking up those rights no matter what. Um, but you did make a great point. Um, Gary Gold in his interview with Rugby Pass did say that the England match would take place. I think he said July eleventh, and yeah. You know, we're talking, I think the championships played the 17th. So let's just, let's just put it in perspective. Let's just say Rooney gets to the championship. You might be without Dylan, the butcher Fawcett, Nate Brakely, Nick Savetta and Hanko. I mean, those four guys definite are going to be selections. So you're talking about four starters in your pack, two of them being locks, one of them being your hooker, and they could be out for the championship. Also, you guys have to realize we're going to have to play qualifiers against Canada. Those have not been announced yet. So. I have a feeling they're going to have to be dropped at the end of the season, just like these supposed test matches are going to be. So I'm wondering if we're going to see a lot more guys get playing time this MLR season because we have all these guys that are going to be out on the Eagle selection. Yeah. Can I throw out there too? Don't forget, you know, if you're going to be playing England like the weekend of the 11th and then the 17th, you're going to be playing the spring box with then looking at August 1st as the final. That's problematic. But these guys actually got to play together. They haven't played together since 2019 World Cup. So you've got to have some sort of camp. So you're taking out a chunk of about four weeks uh, to five weeks for some of these guys to play. That's a huge chunk of playing time with their MLR teams that they're going to be missing out on. And that's that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt the visibility of the MLR, I think. And so I'm, I'm starting to wonder if uh, USA Rugby and Rugby Canada are deciding to do their um, – their, their, their matches maybe after the season because they're going to see that oh. – the end of the MLR season, these guys haven't played together. They really haven't been in a camp. You can kind of throw them in and play them against the Springboks. You can play them against England because, you know, it's, again, it's it's more of just getting back in the game shape 
I feel, than you know, trying to be as competitive as you can be at that point because they haven't played together. And then once that MLR season is over, they can do their camps and let's say September, October, start doing their qualifying matches. And and yeah. I think that's where you're going to see. Um, and you know, going back, um, this is this is open to everybody. You know, I'm disappointed that the the Rugby World Cup 2021 was postponed. And me and Ed Pye were kind of going back and forth, and he had the comment, um, do you think the Men's World Cup would have been postponed in New Zealand? And I think the question, the the my question to him was, with New Zealand's policy about not letting foreign travelers in, I felt men's or women's wouldn't have enough ticket draw to give them a revenue that they were looking for. What do you guys think? I 100% agree. As a matter of fact, you know, that's one of the things I wrote down as I was listening to Mikey P talk about the Women's World Cup. I think it's one of the things that they, one of the reasons why they canceled. I mean, granted, the women's game doesn't earn as, doesn't draw as much money into the host nation as the men's game. I think the men's is, was somewhere for in Japan, like eight, uh, sorry, um, $800 million or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, that's a huge chunk of change, even if it's a quarter for the women's. That's a lot of lost revenue for the host nation. And you got to think that that's a lot of lost money that's going to go into the respective unions. Yeah. And, and I, I think the, but not even just you know, the that, other thing is no one can travel. Uh, now go if, ahead, Mike. If go no ahead, one Mike. can travel. That means that there's no fans that are coming in. If, if there's no one can travel, that means there's no fans coming in. That means that there's no one staying at hotels. That means there's no one going to restaurants. There's the, right means there's no one buying gear. So it, what would be normally a great stimulus for, you know, the host country is kind of mute, not to mention the fact that unfortunately in the world we live in, uh, the women's rugby game doesn't draw nearly the amount of broadcast revenue or that the men's game does. So while the men can rely on some broadcast revenue, the women can't uh, nearly as much. So definitely uh, you did need more fans in the seats. You know, I, I, for me, if, if I was, if I was a New Zealander and they still had this world cup going on, I'd want to go to every match. If I had the opportunity to, to go see teams that I don't normally get to see men's or women's, my wife would hate me. I'd be at every match all the time because <laughs> I would have the opportunity. I mean, yeah. how, let's think about it though. If you, you have a rugby world cup anywhere as a, as a person living in that particular host country, you know, one, it's going to be hard to get a ticket obviously to your own teams, but like, with a lot of uh, foreign nationals uh, coming in to see their teams, sometimes it's hard to get a ticket to go see, go see those international teams coming in. So I could just, it would be in rugby galore. I could see me and TJ Olsen just like, Oh, we're going to go to this match. Oh, we're going to go to this match. We're just going to watch rugby till we friggin' drop. Cause you know, from- oh, lost your mic again. Yeah. TJ would be like a golden home. retriever. When his family comes home, he gets so excited. He'd pee on the floor. <laughs> he watches so much rugby it's it's unbelievable like me and him have conversations and he's like did you see this match did you see that match and this and i'm like where do you see it all and and, and he's like well you know i have my ways i'm like well the, then i can't watch with you if you're not going to give up the secret so tj come on give up the secret um but rick <laughs> i have a question for you um so yeah. for the, the women's world cup uh, the, and again this is a question for a new fan really um how when you when you came into to watching rugby. So I'll preface it with this. When you came into watching rugby, it was, you learned about through the MLR or the national team or, or how? Well, yeah, it was maybe the Olympics. Um, watch, I, honestly, it was, it was the rugby, it was the rugby sevens that caught my eye first, you know, being a fan of just, you know, football, baseball, just fast sports. 
rugby was something simple that me and my son could watch together. So we caught our eye. Then I started expanding my horizons from rugby seven, not knowing there was rugby tens, rugby 15s, Madrid sevens, you know, every day, you know, all these different leagues. So I can't, I can't get enough rugby. The variety (laughs) is, is crazy. So one, one, one rule in one sport is different in another. So it's just, that's what, that's what caught me was the sevens first. And then, Knowing the rules a little bit there, I was able to go over to the 15s and then, you know, a little bit slower game, but I fell in love with it because it's kind of like watching hockey. It's nonstop. And that's what I love about rugby. It's 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 nonstop. So my attention is there the entire time till the half's over. Take a break. Bam, I'm right back at it again. Awesome. So my my follow up question to that is. How disappointed were you to see that the Rugby World Cup was canceled? Because, I mean, this is, let's be honest, you haven't been able to watch rugby in a long time, and this was going to be a major tournament with the national team that we're going to see right now. So what was your level of disappointment? Uh, in this time and age now, expect the unexpected. Um, stuff's yeah. going to happen beyond my control, beyond your control. So the fact that, you know, it just, they, they schedule something, and at the last minute it's canceled. So it doesn't surprise me. I'm, I was a little bummed that, I'll have to wait another year to watch some more rugby, but I guess it's for the better. Yeah, you know, wise words from a wise man, as 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 the hammer might say. So that was a great round, guys. You know, I I, I always have trouble picking winners. I think Ty always likes to pick me because I'm right. Um, but you know, I didn't you know I didn't really want to get too much of an opinion and, and kind of take over the show. You know, because I I can't present the trophy to myself. That would just be rude. Um, but, you know, this is a way for the hammer to try and get back in the game, as we all know. So um, while I think about that and think about who I'm going to pick as a winner, we're going to take a break. Um, let's let's keep the lights on here and hear from our sponsors. Rugby Coffee was born out of two passions, providing ethically sourced coffee and promoting the growth and development of rugby. By combining these two passions, the folks at Rugby Coffee see an opportunity to bring people together. And together, we can make a difference. Rugby Coffee invests 10% of their profits into giving kids opportunities to play rugby and projects that help uplift their communities. These endeavors have been transformational in many kids' lives and uplifted and empowered all these communities that they have touched. They have launched a new brew for the UK and are currently creating a unique flavor profile for North America. Get your brew and support youth rugby. A simple vision can be transformational. Rugby as a sport can inspire communities, bring hope, and provide opportunity. Rugby Coffee seeks to do all those things with one endeavor. Get prepared for St. Patrick's Day with Manscaped. If you're feeling a little lucky, you know you need Manscaped to help you out. Manscaped is the global leader in below-the-waist grooming and the official sponsor of the Rugby Rant. To ensure you have the best tools for your family jewels, visit manscaped.com and use the the code RUGBYRANT for 20% off and free international shipping for all of our international fans there and domestic shipping within the U.S. You're in luck because Manscaped High Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Um, included is the new weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, which has a waterproof, uh, which is, is waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM powered motor, 360 degree rotary dual blade system. Look, guys, 79% of our partners uh, that were polled admit that long nose hair and long ear hair is a major turnoff. And that's how you don't get lucky on St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> no matter how much 
love and affection you you give to your man or woman out there. Um, the bundle also includes the Lawnmower 3.0, the best ball trimmer on the market for your butt and your body. Um, you can use it all over the place. It, it, you can use it in the shower. It's waterproof. It has a, a huge light on it. It's ridiculous. It's almost like a ring light, so you can make sure you get all the hairs down there um, that you need to get. Um, it also uh, features the cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology, you'll feel confident shaving your thunder down under. Um, again, it's it's the the I can't say enough about the bundle and getting all the stuff because you get the trimmer, uh, the lawnmower, you get the weed whacker, you get the uh, crop preserver and crop reviver, which is which helps you you know stay stay nice and and and, and smell some smell good down there uh, when you need to. Um, the performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer and is hot off the shelves. Again, get twenty percent off and free shipping when you use the code Rugby Rent. Help us keep the lights on, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Also, with every purchase at manscaped.com, the contribution is made toward the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Again, go to um, go to manscaped.com and use the code RUGBYRANT to get 20% off free shipping internationally. Your balls will thank you. And welcome back, Rugby Rant fans. It is the second part to our episode, episode 41. Um, again, it's the first that the first part of this episode was great. I mean, we, we got to actually talk about the national teams. We haven't talked about the national teams in a while. Um, so I was, I was very happy to talk about them. Now, this second topic I have been putting up on the fan zone poll for like what four months, Hammer, right? Is it has to be like four months at least? Yeah, at least, well, at least since what December when the, when the, when the first schedule came out. Yeah. And, and, it has never been picked. And finally, not only was it picked, it was the number one things you guys want to talk about. We are going to talk about what is the best derby rivalry in the MLR today. And um, I'm not going to say anything. You guys all know where my allegiances lie. So, And I'm just going to keep quiet on this one and, and hopefully just add some pointed questions. Um, but as we get into it, uh, we're going to go opposite. Uh, we started with Mikey P last round. We ended with Rob. So, Hammer, we're going to start with you. Your two minutes start now. Yeah, so uh, the the – the derbies that I really look forward to actually are in week six and week 14. Uh, I, by the way, MLR, you're welcome to use this name. Just give the hammer credit. We're calling it the coastal cup in spite of the fact that um, the opening round in week six will actually be played in Vegas. Um, so who knows, you know, maybe they'll get a chance to go back to LA, LA and actually play in the coast, but I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a great matchup. I think uh, LA is going to surprise a lot of folks. Um, they have a strong lineup. You know, you've got some of your some of your guys that have come from Colorado, Blake Rogers, Mika Cruze, um, Ryberg, but you also have DTH Vander Merve, who's actually going to be our show on our show, I think, next week uh, for the RPK. Um, and then Adam Ashley Cooper recently signed former Wallaby, so that should be pretty good. And the other side, of course, you have Kirk Robshaw, that should be really good. Uh, Cecil Africa, uh, Nessa Koke. Um, Joe Peterson is always a joy to watch. And of course, I'd love to see Patrick Madden get run out. That's what a great kid. I'm a big fan of his. So that's one of the big derbies I'm looking for. Some other things to pay attention to, of course. Um, it's, uh, the big guy versus the hammer on the second weekend. I'll be there in NOLA for it. I'll get to actually see Rooney play before either Mikey P or the big guy get to see them play this season. So I'm real excited about that one. Uh, pay attention to the Texas Cup, uh, AGs versus Houston in week three. That'll be the opening round. Houston will want to get some revenge. Uh, so I'm looking forward to those ones. Uh, and don't forget, we got the Freedom Cup. That's, again, another one of my hammer names. 
um, and and that's week 12. So a lot of great derbies coming up, but pay particular attention to LA and San Diego. I think LA San Diego might be the rivalry of 2021 with the names they're dropping. Um, San Diego just signed Chris Ballman, uh, um, what on Wednesday when we we're recording this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just another piece added to their puzzle. Um, in, in, in especially in their power unit in the, in the, in the tight five there. So I got a question, Rob. Here, here's my point to question. Who's, who's going to win the Derby in your coastal cup there? Oh boy. Uh, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with LA. Um, I, I think people, yeah, please do. Cause I, I really think actually, because so many guys come from that, um, program over and, uh, outside of Sydney, the, the, uh, what is it? The, uh, the two coaches there are from, um, um, okay. I forget the club, uh, Renwick. They're from Renwick. Yes, um, yes, so I, yes. I, I, th- I think you're going to see a lot of guys come from that Renwick club. They're already going to have an existing kind of structure that they're, that they're familiar with. Uh, and then the, the missing, the, all the pieces that have been built around it will just pick up right where they left off. I think it'll be a tough, really tough club. You know, the second thing I want to say, Rob, is uh, suck it um, because <laughs> I'm I'm des- I'm so mad that you're going to be able to watch Rooney before me and Mike P. So I just wanted to publicly <laughs> shame you um, for throwing it back in my face. Um, but no, you made good points, and, and I do really love. I think L.A. San Diego is going to be. Um, a huge rivalry, obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's the California kids, you know, playing against each other. Um, and it's going to be interesting to watch them play in Vegas. And, and I wonder if, um, the Legion will have the same home field atmosphere, um, with maybe some, some less, you know, they're going to have probably less amount of fans. Um, people aren't going to be able to travel. And I wonder how much of the cohort is actually going to show up, uh, for the San Diego side. So we'll see if, if, you know, they're they're playing in a quieter stadium. What's going to happen? I mean, we know they could do it on the field, but sometimes there's just there's just that energy you get from the home fans. Um, but that that was a good that was a good two minutes, Rob. I like that. So um, now we're going to the new guy, Rick. Your two minutes starts now. All right. Well, being a Seattle Seabulls fan, I think that the, the game that I always look forward to is San Diego. Um, they just get together and they're just physical. Uh, it seems like they try to one up each other with you know who they sign. Um, I saw. Like the, the players that I'm familiar with with Seattle are, you know, return Ben Seema, Brad Tucker, Brock Stoller, Matt Turner, all those guys coming back. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, the two rookies from the draft, uh, Aaron Matthews and Nicholas Taylor, um, see what they can do on the pitch. Uh, but that that rivalry just seems like it, it grows, it festers. It sometimes, I know it's it's a friendly rivalry, but I think sometimes the fans might get a little a little rough with each other. Compare, you know, on on the social medias that I've been going at. Um, I just think that 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 game, since they beat them, um, what two thousand or last year before COVID, San Diego had their number in the one game that they played. I think San Diego dominated that game. That from what I remember, um, so that's the game that I'm looking forward to. I think it's week six. Um, another game I'm looking forward to is Seattle at LA. They're going to be playing in the Coliseum, the Giltinis. Um, I don't know if they allow fans in the stands quite yet, but I think that stadium's big enough that they can socially distance, so they can have some fans there. Um, Utah, I'm looking forward to that game as well. Uh, Utah seems like a good, good squad. Um, uh, I know that one of the owners actually lives up here and he's, he's opening up that youth camp up here. So we got, you know, Utah warrior close to home up here. Um, Toronto, I think will, will be a good game like always. And then the free Jacks, Philly playing Seattle in a, in a free Jacks uniform. That's going to be awkward to see. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, it's it's tough. So I guess uh, my question to you um, is going to be now that San Diego does have L.A. and, and that seems like the more natural rivalry um, prior uh, or now versus prior when it was San Diego and Seattle. I mean, do you think that that'll that that derby will kind of turn to Seattle and Utah instead? I, I think it's leaning that way. You know, we, we got to see what the Giltinis can do. And maybe after this year, we'll have a better answer. But I, I think so. I think Utah, you know, versus Seattle may be a little bit closer. But I think I can see that happening. You know, if I could just interject, yeah. what I think is interesting that Rick brought up is the, the interaction between fans online. And while it's been good banter, it's banter nonetheless. I think it, yep. it you know, for the first two or three seasons, because it was relatively new, uh, there was just all this kumbaya. We're all in it together. We all love the MLR. We all love to see teams. Now I think you're seeing fans strike out on their own. Go, you know what? Like the people down in NOLA, uh, they don't like Atlanta. And I think you're you're seeing fans. While it's good natured, there's a genuine uh, desire to to put energy and fire into these rivalries. And I think ultimately that's good to see. I think that's a great point, Rick. Yeah, I think I, I I think it's good for the sport. I mean, don't get too personal, but a little right. a little a little bantering back and forth. It's good for the game. It pumps the fans up, just like any other sport. No, you absolutely. I can't disagree with that at all. I think you're getting you, and you're getting it not just from the derbies. I mean, you get it from people, you know, across across coasts. You know, I mean, I you know, I. I while I'm friendly with, I try and be friendly with every fan. You know, I do, you know, throw some stuff here and there to Jabs to San Diego. You know, yeah, no, nah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a saint. As Mikey P knows, I'm a saint. Uh, speaking yeah, of Mikey P, absolutely. Mikey, your time starts now, buddy. So my big rivalry this year is going to be between Rooney and Toronto. Some people are thinking Rooney and Free Jacks. Nope, I'm going Rooney Toronto. It really comes down to the fact that you know. In 2019, these teams went one and one. Uh, they were the two teams from the East, and they were the new teams. And so the big boys coming out onto the block, uh, we did not get to see them in 2020, which was entirely unfortunate. But they they're hungry. So I'm thinking week five, week 13, uh, New York versus Toronto. You know, Rooney's getting a lot of the new, same guys back. Hanko's come back. Uh, Dylan Fawcett's come back. Nate Brayley's comes back. You add Andy Ellis as well. So a lot of good names coming out of Rooney. And then you just have the fact that, you know, Toronto is the developmental team for Canada as well as the developmental team for Uruguay. So you've got a lot of new guys that are going to be coming. <laughs> hopefully na- names that are you're going to be seeing in the 2023 Rugby World Cup. So that's who I'm going to think. My minor uh, rivalries, I'm going to go with uh, Nola and Houston. You got the the gold, uh, the Gulf Coast rivalry kind of there. They only play once, but you know, and the fact that they they play in different leagues, but it's still a Gulf Coast rivalry there. So hopefully, we see something good out of them. Two teams that you know maybe didn't exceed to what they wanted to last year, but hopefully, you know, in 2021, we'll do a lot better. No, definitely, and I think I think you're right that that Gulf Coast rivalry is something that they can they can kind of push. Um, I never thought about that actually. I, I I like that a lot actually. Now that you're talking about it, um, that's a great point. Um, that might be that might be a bonus point for Mikey P there. Um, but my my question, Mike, is obviously Toronto not playing in Toronto is is tough this year. But do you think that maybe next year it'll kind of mellow out to be a Toronto Free Jack Derby? a Rooney OG Derby, 
because you already kind of have that laid out there, you know, and if we don't have any more teams coming to the East Coast. You might, the fact that you have four teams that are reasonably close to one another, it kind of makes anyone who's in those top two spots become that derby. So if, you know, Old Glory becomes the dominant team in the East or of those four teams, that becomes the rivalry between Rooney. So I think, you know, it's going to possibly could shift. Uh, from year to year, or from what the previous year was. So if, you know, Rudy remains dominant and Toronto remains dominant, I see those two going forward. Uh, you know, if the Free Jacks and Old Glory come out and they're incredibly dominant, you know, maybe that's where the rivalry shifts to. Yeah, I think it's I think it's different. You know, obviously there's a huge rivalry between New York and Boston for sports, but let's be honest, it's a, it's a Yankees-Boston rivalry. You know, the Giants and the Patriots really don't have a rivalry. You know, it's it's Giants and Philly. It's Rangers and Philly. It's Mets and the Phillies. So I think until we get a, a Philly MLR team, which I hope comes in way before Chicago, just two, two reasons. One, it'll give us a really close away match to go to, and two, it'll hurt the <laughs> hammer right in his heart. Um, but I think I, I think eventually there'll be enough teams that you can actually have real natural rivals, and I think – if there's no more East Coast teams coming in or, or Northeast teams coming in, I think you're going to see the Toronto and the Free Jacks kind of draw closer as a derby and Rooney and OGs draw closer as a derby. So I think one of the derbies we didn't talk about is Austin versus Houston. It's the Texas Cup, baby. The Jackals are out of it. This is a, a, going to be a no-holds-barred, um, crazy two matches. You know they're going to go hard. I mean, the the, the Austin came in. They're they're, they're their cup holders. So I'm going to go around the board, start with Rob. Rob, who's winning the Texas Cup? Austin. Austin? Lerome White's going to have his – Austin, Lerome White's going to have uh, his his boys down there fired up. I also think Austin added to their roster um, tremendously in the offseason. I really think they added a lot of depth. They added a lot of toughness. They added a lot of physicality. I think they're going to be really tough to beat. They're going to surprise some people because the last two seasons they haven't really been that good. Um, uh, they were that didn't win a game in 2019. They won one game last year. It was the Texas Cup um, match against Houston. So I think they're going to surprise a lot of folks in the West. Uh, and more specifically, I think they're going to uh, beat the Cats up a little bit. Sorry, Larry. Um, apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Our boy Larry's going to be disappointed uh, that you picked them. Rick, who do you got win the Texas Cup? Uh, I have I not knowing the teens. I have to go with Austin. It just seems that. Their social media, whoever runs it, is doing a phenomenal job. So I think it's going to pump up the fans, which in turn is going to pump up the team, and I think Austin's going to take it. Crazy. Mike, are you picking Austin or are you going with Houston, buddy? Yeah, normally I'm a contrarian, but I will go with Austin. And I think Ooh. that really the real winner, though, is going to be the the fans of both Austin and Houston. The fact that, you know, Texas has now opened up yeah, possibly right. means that fans are going to be able to go to the stadium. Right. So that means that there's going to be, you know, fans in the seats watching live rugby, which is going to be great for everybody. And I don't you know, normally, I, I, I know I picked the Jackals. I, I don't normally favor Dustin, but I think uh, I'm going to have to go with his team this time. So, you know, uh, sorry, yeah. you know, once again, sorry, Larry, but that's the way it goes. <laughs> you know, I picked the Jackals, and obviously that was a bad pick, and I knew that was going to come back to fight <laughs> because the big guy has bad luck. Um, but I'm actually going to go with Austin, too, and one particular reason. Have you seen the hype man, Brendan Rams? My boy Brendan is the hype man of all hype men. The dude 
is out there every morning getting people ready, getting getting them through their their workouts. And I mean, he if you need that last rep, if you have Brendan Rams next to you, I'm telling you, you could bench two thousand pounds. I swear to you, you can lift a car, you can pull a freaking fire truck. If you, I mean, the dude is all hype all the time, and I think that's the type of energy you need to bring to the MLR and and specifically to Austin, so that way they can up their game. So I think I'm going to have to obviously aug- augment it, and I'm going with Austin, which is weird because we've now all agreed, and and that's not what the show is about. So thanks, Mike, for fucking <laughs> that up. But um, I think another another rivalry. Um, and this might be only for this year, but I think it's going to be a rivalry. It's going to be Toronto and Atlanta. I mean, they're sharing a pitch, right, guys? Am I wrong about that? Mike, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I was going to pick that as one of those weird kind of rivalries, the fact that they, they share a pitch. Who knows if there's going to be some cross-training between the two teams, but the fact that, you know, uh, Toronto's going to be down there, Atlanta's there. Maybe there is some, you know, warm cold weather rivalry that you know starts to happen in the future but i think at least for this year that's definitely a rivalry see i disagree i think they're going to spend so much time in close proximity that they're going to be singing kumbaya and playing a guitar after after the match i don't think it's going to be a rivalry at all i think they're going to be used to one another kind of seeing each other every day day in and day out so yeah you know i think it'll be like yeah those guys we see them every day you think do you think they'll practice together uh, I think they'll have a few exhibitions, you know, like, um, yeah. you know, where they do a little bit of, uh, uh, um, you know, set piece play, you know, uh, some limited, limited situational drills. They probably okay. get together before then, but not on a regular basis. No. Okay. So that, 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 that game yeah, see, should I, be a good game. Yeah. See, I disagree with that though, Rob. I think they're going to be staying in their own bubbles just for that. The, the COVID plan that I've seen a lot of teams put out having the bubble, like, you know, for example, obviously, you know, as I mentioned in the prior um, segment, I went and I got, I got to see a Rooney scrimmage, but you know, I was given restrictions on what I could do. You know, I had to, I had to stay behind the gate. I couldn't enter the field because that's breaking the bubble. You know, obviously I couldn't high five or shake anybody's hands. It's breaking the bubble. So, you know, I did my talking to all my friends from far away. So I think they're going to be more strict about that, considering they're going to have to be sharing um, spaces that maybe they're not going to cross over that bubble that much. But I do think, um, they should definitely put just a trophy, even if for this year, call it the COVID cup and, and <laughs> hope that, no, seriously, oh. and hope that Toronto's going to be back at home and, and, and just say, Hey, you know, the, the, we had that one year we had the trophy. It was the COVID cup and Toronto or Atlanta played it. And we'll make that second game. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll determine the winner, obviously. So I think you could do something like that and, and just have a, a one-off thing. Like Mike said, I think it'll be exciting. I mean, that would be cool. That would be, that would make, give me more. Obviously I watch every MLR match, but I feel like as a fan, that would give me a lot more incentive to watch Toronto and Atlanta. If I wasn't a fan of those teams, you know, cause there are fans that only watch their teams. They're not as crazy as the big guy. Um, so I think there's, there's one, another one we didn't necessarily talk about. And I think it's the, it's the rivalry between the big guy and the hammer. Um, you know, Runa, Rooney Nola always seems to be a great game. And, and they had in 2019, they had probably one of the best games that the last 10 minutes where Rooney stormed back to win the match. Nobody saw because the feed cut out. Remember that one hammer? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, I think, it, so, it, you know, and, and don't forget, too, in 2019, I think Rooney won the match to put them in position to be in a semifinal. And it stopped Nola, I think, by a point or two on the table from actually having an opportunity to play in the, in the playoffs. So um, there's, I think there's a little, little ice between those two teams for sure. 
Absolutely, you are absolutely right. Uh, Rooney did play Nola, beat them, and and took that spot to the to go to the semifinal, two and zero against Nola uh, lifetime. So while I don't think it's a a natural derby like the Free Jacks Derby is, um, I do think that you're because again because of the amount of teams in the league, you're going to see those little things pop up, and and guys aren't going to forget. Um, and the big guy just wants to talk about the Free Jacks um, and Rooney. Obviously, again, natural derby, New York and Boston. Um, it's going to be a good one. I think, I think Rooney really is looking to get back because they lost that one against the free Jacks last year. And they kind of got punched in the mouth and embarrassed by him, especially since they're coming off a, a semifinal um, campaign that they lost the death to Seattle. Um, I'm sorry, to San Diego. You know, I mean, they were, you know, two minutes away from, from winning that game. And then the first game back, you, you got punched right in the mouth by not only the first opponent you're playing, but your frigging rival from Boston. Um, so it's it's not good to see. Uh, and I think Rooney is gunning for him being 0-1 against the Free Jacks. So, you know, we got. I think we got to watch out. But, um, I mean, I, I, I think there's so much. There's so much we could – I mean, we can go to so many more different derbies. I mean, you can go into things like, you know – Players who've moved on, you know, like and and gone to place different places, like Rick was saying, Villy moving over to Free Jacks, Matt working from Rooney, dead to me. He went to the Free Jacks. You can't go from Rooney to the Free Jacks. It just doesn't work that way. I mean, I told them outright. I said, you know, I, I I let the guys know when they join Rooney, you can go anywhere, but if you go to the Free Jacks, you're you're dead to us, man. Um, so <laughs> I think I'm, I'm glad these the fans are taking the rivalry seriously. I'm glad that, so, like Rick said, people are doing. You know, they're having fun with the rivalries. You know, I mean, I don't, I already know the cohort is talking about trying to get to the Coliseum if there's fans and, and taking over and showing that there's more SD fans than Giltini fans. So I'm glad the way it's going. I think everybody who's part of their group is kind of policing themselves to make sure that it's fun banter um, and it's not going overboard. And I think that's what we need in the MLR. So, um, uh, I, I think, I think those are all great topics, man. Jesus. And, oh, God. This is this is, I know I say I literally say this every episode, but it, it it's so so the hammer's out. I'll put it that way. The hammer's out, and that's Why not just I because out? I'm I already have. Whoa, 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 whoa! Why am I out? Explain yourself, Mister. One because I think first of all, Rick as a first timer had you on a lot of points. You know you're like you're the, you're the cagey veteran. You know so you can't have the new kid come and slapping you around. <laughs> Um, and Mike got oh, the bonus sure. point, you know, so I so that hammers out hammers, definitely out, you know, Rick had some great points and Mikey had some great points. And even though Mikey had the bonus point, I think, I think I got to give it a Rick. I think Rick won this one. And, and I'll tell you why I'll tell you why you won Rick. You, you, you've come in, you have, you have a certain amount of knowledge about rugby. Um, I know how well you prep for this and that shows in, in the points you made. And I think, you know, that that's why I feel you won the, the rant here. So, um, Rick, you have two minutes to give a shout-out to anybody you want. Who you oh, want to shout-out? Hold on just a second. Just so you know, here in the Midwest, <laughs> we have pickup trucks instead of Cadillacs with trunks. I'm coming for <laughs> you, the guy. I'm driving out to New York. Well, get I'm the hell out of here. Truck, and I'll drop you off some cornfield in the middle of Illinois. I'll just eat my way out, Rob. <laughs> I'll just eat my way out. Corn mazes, they're a bit. Oh, since you since you like to interrupt people, Rick, your two minutes. Give a shout out to somebody. Well, I just want to say thank you guys. You know, this this brought me out of my comfort zone. It's it's making me learn more about the game, which I, I thoroughly enjoy. Um, but I want to shout out the Seawolves community on Facebook. Anytime I have a question, you know, they don't make me seem like a, uh, it's a stupid question. They say, Oh yeah, no problem, we can answer that. Um Tony, Tony Rid Rid Ridnell. 
He is always there and always, always answers a question for me, man. And then I want to shout out uh, Matthew Alexander. He actually reached out to me two years ago when I went to my first rugby game. And he invited me down to sit with him at his table. We were at field level, me and my boy. And, man, it was just a great time. Got on the field. He bought me a pint at the game. I mean, I couldn't say enough about the guy. Um, Steven, Steven Volk, another guy. Christian Jacobson, another guy. All Seawolves fans. I mean, they just the, – the rugby community in general – is, is what I'm falling in love with because it just seems like everybody is just genuinely good people. Everybody comes together and it, it's just it's an extended family. So I just want to say thank you to everybody. Absolutely. And I want to shout out Tony Ridnell, Chris Jacobson, and uh, his wife, Marnie. Um, three three yep. good friends of mine. Uh, every, every you know, we talk online. They when they came to MCU Park, we had a great time. Um, we helped them with some merch to to auction off to to go to a great charity. Um, and I think you're right, Rick. You know, I think it's those experiences which Rob and and Mike have yet to experience. Um, going to an MLR match of just the camaraderie you're going to see there. Somebody's going to see you in Rooney Gear, sit next to you, and just start talking about rugby. Um, I was fortunate enough with my season tickets in 2019 to sit in an area where they were putting a lot of new fans and fans off the street. And I tried to make myself available. You know, I tried to, you know, explain things when people were like, you know, what was that? What was that penalty? What was this play? This, that, the other thing. Um, so, you know, I think every fan tries to make themselves available for these new fans. And I think ex- that's exactly what we need. And it's helping grow the game like we do here at the Rugby Rant, uh, one fan at a time. Um, so rugby rant fans, that's a, that's another one done and dusted, baby. Uh, the hammer loses, which is always great. Um, you know, we had, we have a good friend of mine, Mikey P back on the show. And we have a great new guest in Rick Meyer. And I definitely think we're going to have Rick back. What do you say, Rob? Uh, I don't know if you keep voting for him. He's not back in my mind. <laughs> Maybe he's coming for Rick in Washington. Maybe you're going the other way, Rob, with your pickup truck. But I mean, you know. <laughs> I think a Cadillac. That's too far to street. drive. <laughs> I, I'd fall asleep on Nebraska. <laughs> well, rugby rant fans, thank you so much. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Um, please again check out um, us at Rugby Rant on all social media. That's Instagram, Twitter. Check out the Facebook page. Check out the MLR Fan Zone where we do a lot of interaction with fans. We have a TikTok now. Maybe you'll see the big guy doing a couple dances. Probably not, but um, you know, you never know. <laughs> The big guy might get a little, little fun during some of these games and, and, and do something on TikTok. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. If you can't watch the videos, listen to us wherever you get podcasts. I'm the big guy, Scott Ferrara. That's Rob the Hammer Hammer Schmidt. And with uh, talking about Ty, who couldn't be with us today, um, just want to show you guys some love. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and we'll talk to you guys at the next one. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.